127, Surah Al-Rad, Ayah number 1 to 17. Surah Al-Rad is a Makki Surah, but it's a very different kind of a Makki Surah, in the sense that the verses are long, which is not typical of Makki Surahs. But the contents of the Surah are definitely Makki style. And there are 43 verses in this Surah. So a total of how many verses? 43 only. So this is going to be the shortest surah that you'll be studying, inshallah, after Surah Al-Fatiha. Right? Because you're used to, mashallah, Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Tawbah. So now, inshallah, a short surah. But don't think that the surahs are going to become this length from this surah onwards. No. They'll catch up more length, inshallah. Okay. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alif, Lam, Ra. Tilka ayatul kitab. These are the verses of the book. Meaning what you're reading are the verses of the book of Allah, the Qur'an. وَالَّذِي أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ رَبِّكَ And that which has been revealed to you, O Prophet ﷺ, from your Lord, meaning everything that has been revealed to you from your Lord, the Qur'an, all of that is what? It is al-haq, it is the truth. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ But most of the people, they do not believe. Most of the people, whether it is the people of your time, meaning Makkah, when the Prophet ﷺ was sent, or after that, any place, any time, the reaction of the majority of the people has been what? That they do not believe in the Qur'an. Why? Because they do not reflect upon the Qur'an, nor do they try to understand it. And if they understood just one thing about the Qur'an, just one thing, that the Qur'an was revealed upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then it would be very easy for them to, un- to believe. How? That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if he is the one reciting the Qur'an, a man who was not a poet, a man who was not a thinker, a philosopher, rather he was a man who was unlettered, who lived at a time when there was no printing press, when there was no state media, when there was only a handful of people who knew how to read and write, at a time when there was no tradition of education, of literacy, at a time when no one had produced anything like the Qur'an, then it would be easy for them to realize that Muhammad wasallam was not a liar. This Qur'an was not his own speech. This Qur'an is the kalam of Allah. Because there was nobody around that time who had produced anything like the Qur'an. There was, like I mentioned, there was no tradition of you know, educating people, your children of literacy. There was no writers in Mecca. They were an unlettered nation. So it cannot be expected that Muhammad wasallam studied a few books, increased his vocabulary, you know, studied under a few teachers, traveled here and there, got a lot of experience, and then he made an attempt to say the Qur'an, but it didn't work out. So he tried again, and he tried again, and finally he produced something like the Qur'an. No, not possible. This is not how it was. The Qur'an was recited by a man who was unlettered, who never wrote a word. He erased it, but he never wrote it. He didn't know how to write. And you cannot imagine that a story like that of Yusuf is produced by 
you know, someone who's just thinking in his head. No, not possible. If this was the work of a human being, it would have been written once and edited over a hundred times. And then only it could have been produced in this shape and form. So Allah says that this Qur'an is haq, but most of the people, they do not believe because they don't understand the origins of the book. They don't pay attention to the man who recited this book, to the man on whom this book was revealed. And if they paid even a little bit of attention, then it would be easy for them to understand. But just because majority of the people reject the Qur'an, does that reduce the value of the Qur'an? Does that reduce the importance of the Qur'an? No. Reality doesn't change just because people reject it. If it's daylight, if it's daytime outside, and let's say I say, no, no, it's not daytime, it's nighttime. You say, no, no, excuse me, look outside. I say, no, no, it's nighttime. Who's a fool? I would be a fool. My saying that it's nighttime right now, it doesn't change any reality. So likewise, people can say whatever they want about the Qur'an. But it doesn't change the reality of the Qur'an. It is al-haq. It is the truth from Allah. Who is He? The one who sent this Qur'an. Allahu alladhi rafa'a samawat. Allah is the one who has raised the heavens. Who has raised the sky above you that you see. How? بِغَيْرِ amadin Without any amad. What is amad? Pillar. Without any pillar, tarawnaha, you see it. Meaning, the sky is above you. And in the sky, there are huge, massive clouds, heavy clouds. In the sky, you see the sun, you see the moon, you see the stars. So many things. But what do you see supporting the sun? Or the moon? Or the clouds? What is supporting it from beneath? What is? Are there any pillars? Are there any structures? Nothing. Think about it. This roof that is on our head, what is it standing on? What is it standing on? These pillars. This thing that you see, this big screen, is it just hanging by itself? Huh? Just floating mid-air? No. There's got to be some kind of support either from beneath or from above. Right? These fans also that you see, each one of them, there's support behind it. Otherwise, it's not possible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this massive, massive sky, so many things within it, but there are no pillars. No pillars holding it up. No pillars holding the sun, holding the moon. Is it suspended with something from the top? No. Then how? How is it just there in the sky? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it like that. And you all know that all of the celestial bodies, they're bound together with an invisible magnetic field, right? With many forces and energies that are invisible to our eyes that we don't see, but they are there because of which they're all bound together. Because of which they don't just fall. They don't just collapse. There's something, right? It's there but it's hidden. Do we believe in it? Of course. And if somebody rejected it, then they would be a fool. We believe in it even though we cannot see that force. But on what basis do people reject the existence of God? On what basis? What do they say? 
Oh, I don't see God. If I saw Him, I'd believe in Him right away. Well, there's so many things you know are present. You can't touch them. You cannot hear them. You cannot smell them. You cannot see them. But you believe in them. Why? Because the signs are present. The signs are present. Likewise, Allah Azza wa Jal, you can't see Him. But don't you see all His ayat around you? All the ayat above you, around you, below you? Allahu alladhi rafa'a samawati bi ghayri amadin tarawnaha thumma stawa ala al-arsh. Then He rose above the throne. Meaning, when He completed the creation, then He rose above the throne. How did He rise on the throne? He knows better. Where is that throne? Can you go see it? No. And even if you were standing in front of it, you wouldn't be able to see it. Why? Because it's massive. And when something is too huge before you, you can't see it. You can't have the whole picture before you because it's too big to you. It's too big before you. There are four things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made with His hand by Himself. What are those four things? Adam alayhi salam, yes. Jannah. The qalam. And fourthly, the arsh. And the arsh is the biggest, biggest creation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Biggest creation. You know when you're telling children about big things, when they begin to realize, oh, the sun is even bigger than the earth. Hmm? Or they start comparing the sizes of the continents or the sizes of the countries or the sizes of the lakes and the sizes of the oceans and the seas. They wonder, what's bigger than that? What's bigger than that? What's bigger than that? Tell them, the biggest thing that Allah has made is what? It is the arsh. So, ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ وَسَخَّرَ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرِ And He has subjected the sun and the moon. كُلُّنْ All, meaning all the celestial bodies, from the sun, the moon, all of them, يَجْرِي It flows, meaning it's going on, لِأَجْلٍ مُسَمَّى Until a fixed term. The sun, the moon, all the celestial bodies, they're going about their orbits or they're going about their set patterns until when? Until a fixed time. And what is that fixed time? The day of judgment. يُدَبِّرُ amr. Allah regulates the affairs. يُدَبِّرُ He does tadbir, management, planning, executing all those plans. He is doing that. Al-amr, the entire amr, all the matters are being managed by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the affairs of the heavens and the earth are being run by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He didn't just create the creation and abandon it. No. He created the creation and He runs the affairs of His creation also. Fully, completely, in every way. يُدَبِّرُ amr. And just think about so many things that are happening all the time on this earth. So many things are happening. I mean, think about your own body also. What's going on in your body? Every moment, every second, there's so many things going on. Who's regulating that? Who's managing that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يُدَبِّرُ الْأَمْرُ يُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ He explains, He details the ayat, the signs. لَعَلَّكُمْ So that you, بِلِقَاءِ رَبِّكُمْ تُوْقِنُونَ You can with the meeting of your Lord, believe with certainty. He explains all of these things to you so that you can believe with conviction that one day you are going to meet your Lord. 
Because think about it, the sun and the moon, the stars, the earth, everything is doing its job. Right? Everything is doing its work. Until when? Until the time of its expiry. And we know that everything that is in existence right now eventually will come to an end. And like we just heard this amazing fact that every cell of your body, it changes. So 10 years from now, almost every cell in your body will be different than it is today. What does that show to us? That everything has its end. Every child that is born, one day will die. Every tree that grows, one day will die. Every rainfall that happens, eventually it comes to a stop. Right? So when everything has an end, we too have an end. If we reflect on the creation, this is something that we can clearly see. It's visible to us. Everything is going to end. So people also, one day they will die. And one day they will meet their Creator. And He is the one who maddal arda. He has spread the earth. Madda, mim dal dal. Mad is to stretch, to prolong. You know like when you're doing mad in tajweed? Hmm? What is that? You're stretching, you're prolonging the sound. Right? So madda al-arda, He has stretched the earth. Meaning, this earth, He has made it spacious, vast. It's not flat. You know that it's not flat. Yet when you walk on it and when you travel on it, it seems like it's smooth. I mean, it's flat. But you know it's not like that. And it's endless. Because maddal arda, he has stretched it. It's so vast. It's so spacious. وَجَعَلَ فِيهَا rawasi, And he has placed in it rawasi, plural of rasin, rasin wa rusu. And rusu is to be firmly rooted. So he has placed on the earth mountains that are firmly anchored, that are fixed in one place, that they don't just shake easily. There's got to be a really big earthquake to move the mountains. And even then, they don't just walk away. Right? These mountains are deeply rooted in the earth. They're strong, they're pegged, and they also stabilize the earth. Rawasi. And he is also placed on the earth, anhara and rivers, plural of nahar. And these rivers, where do they flow mainly? From between mountains. Hmm? And where does that water come from? Into the rivers. From melting ice or snow or glaciers, whatever, that are on tops of the mountains. Right? Or rain that falls, and then from the mountains it collects into the pathways in the middle, and that forms into rivers. And he has made rivers. And from every fruit, فِيهَا He has made in it زَوْجَيْنِ Two pairs, it's named two. Meaning every fruit, every kind of fruit, he has made it of two zoj. What does it mean by this? He has made it of two zoj. This has been understood in a number of ways. Some scholars have said this means that there are at least two kinds of every fruit. So for example, apples. Not just red, one type of apple, no. There is many, many different types. Go apple picking. And be amazed at the different types of apples. We think, oh, red apple, oh, green apple, oh, yellow apple, and that's it. No. Even within them, there's so much variety. Hmm? So, 
Some said that zawjain ithnayn means that every fruit is at least of two types. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Just go see the watermelons these days. You don't know whether to buy the biggest size or the medium size or the smallest size. Right? There's so much variety. Look at the peaches and the nectarines. So many colors, so many sizes, so many tastes, textures. Yeah, and if anything, they're all from different countries. So this is what some said. And others said that what it means is that every fruit, if you think about the, how fruit grows, how does it grow? Through pollination. Right? There has to be pollination and only then the fruit can grow. And that pollination means what? That part of the plant or the tree or certain trees, they are male and others are female. Hmm? So zawjain ithnayn. The pollen has to reach from the male part to the female in order for fruit to grow. So وَجَعْلَ فِيهَا رَوَاسِيَ وَنَهَارًا وَمِنْ كُلِّ الثَّمَرَاتِ جَعْلَ فِيهَا زَوْجَيْنِ اثْنَيْنِ يُغْشِ اللَّيْلَ النَّهَارِ He makes the night to cover the day. يُغْشِ He makes to cover. He makes to cover what? اللَّيْلَ the night. He makes the night cover what? النَّهَارَ the day. This part, these three words are amazing. It can be understood in both ways. That he makes the night to cover the day and he makes the day to cover the night. Hmm? How? He makes to cover a layla, the night, onto the day. Okay? Or you can understand this as he makes to cover the night by the day. So either the night is covering the day or the day is covering the night. And isn't that what's happening all the time? Yes. One comes and overtakes the other, which overtakes the other, and it's a constant cycle. Inna fi ayat. Indeed, in that are surely signs. For those who give thought, for those who reflect. What are the signs? Nothing is permanent. The only thing that's permanent in life is change. After darkness is light, after light is darkness, after glory is Defeat after defeat is glory, victory again. After health is sickness, after sickness is health. So if you're sick, don't think you're going to die and this is the end of the world. And if you're healthy, don't think you'll forever be like that. Remain humble, remain obedient to Allah. Thank Him in good times, praise Him in hard times. And live your life to the best of your ability. Also, in the variety that is mentioned, what do we see? That we think... Things are only to be done in one particular way. No, there's so much variety that Allah has created. And if you think about it, when it comes to food, really, there's a billion options, depending on how you put that food together. So much variety. It's amazing how the good spreads. Hmm? That bees, they will come and take the nectar from one flower and at the same time catch some pollen on their legs, on their wings, whatever, and then transfer that to another flower. Pollination has occurred. Birds and animals will eat the fruit and then they will go defecate somewhere and the seeds will come out and there's natural fertilizer and another tree will grow. It's amazing. 
portions. Qita' is a plural of qita'atun. Not qitun. Okay? Qita'atun. Qita'atun means a piece or a portion of something. Qita'un, there are pieces, portions that are mutajawirat. Mutajawirat is a plural of mutajawirat. From the root letters jim wa ra, jiwar, to be a neighbor. Jaw, jar, wa inni jarul lakum. I'm a neighbor to you. Shaitan said to the mushrikeen, remember? Inni jarul lakum. So mutajawirat are those that are neighboring, meaning one is next to the other. So on the earth you see pieces of land that are right next to each other, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls them qita'. Why? Why are they called pieces? Because they're so different from one another. So different from one another. You know, it's like when you're walking on a street and you're looking at the front yards of people and they're too... Houses, you know, next to one another, and their front yards are basically next to each other. But yet, you see the difference in the color of the grass. Do you see that? Do you notice that sometimes? And you see that one is more weedy, and the other is not weedy. Right? One is very nice, like good grass, and the other is not. If you think about it. I mean, is there a wall in the middle? Is there a wall in the middle? No. And this is just a difference in the grass. In geography, there's a concept of tectonic plates. And it said that Asia, even though it's just one large landmass, it's actually made up of at least three different tectonic plates. So that even though they're all joined together, like even if it seems like it's one large thing, they're actually on three different plates all together. SubhanAllah. This is at a very big scale, but even at a smaller scale, if you see, you know, sometimes you're driving by, like maybe from one city to another, and you see fields of just yellow, yellow, right? And then you see fields of just green, green, and then only mud, and then sand. So much variety, even in the land. Some parts of the soil, very soft and fertile, and others, not fertile at all. Some are sandy, some are rocky, some are muddy, some are grassy. Even the color of mud is different. Right? Some mud or sand, it's red. And others are of lighter colors. So, And they're right next to each other. So different, yet they're next to each other. Al-Hasan al-Basri, he said that this is the example that Allah strikes for the hearts of the children of Adam. Their origin is one, but they have differences in good and evil, and iman and kufr. If you think about it, mud, I mean earth, it's the same. But yet we see colors are different, acidity level or whatever is different, right? One is more fertile, the other is less fertile. And this is how people are, right? They could be living next to one another. They could have grown up next to each other, but they are so different in their nature. Each person is different. We want people to be, you know, for example, parents, they want all their children to be exactly the same. But it doesn't happen. Same parents. One child is so calm, so cooperating, so humble and obedient, and the other is a wild card. Hmm? You don't know how they're going to react. Parents are the same. They're, the origins of both these children are the same, 
but they're different in their nature, they're different in their habits, they're different in their behavior. This is how the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And if everyone was the same, if everyone was the same, then tell me, how would be your life boring? Huh? Monotonous. Because you see, when things are different, when you come across different, different things, it gets challenging for you also. Right? You want the entire yard of yours to be exactly the same. You don't need to do anything but just you know, cut the grass. But what happens? Parts of it needs reseeding. Parts of it needs new soil. It's challenging. It's difficult. But inshallah, there's khair in that. Likewise, when we're dealing with people, some people, they require more attention. Right? They want more time from you. They want more cooperation from you. They want more love from you. They want you more. And others are different. But remember, inshallah, there's khair in that. As difficult as it is. You know like some children, they're very needy. And others are very independent. And for the mother, it's very difficult. Why is my child so needy? Why doesn't he figure it out already? How to put his shoes on? But think about it. You get to spend more time with your child. Just wait until they grow up and then they're going to run away from you. So, وَفِي الْأَرْضِ قِطَعٌ مُتَجَاوِرَاتٍ وَجَنَّاتٌ And gardens مِنْ أَعْنَابٍ Of grapevines. Meaning, there are portions of land that have nothing growing and then there are others which are beautiful orchards with elegant plants and beautiful fruit growing on them. وَجَنَّاتٌ مِنْ أَعْنَابٍ and on the earth, Allah has also made wazar'un. What is zar'? Crop. Wanakhil and date palms. And both of these crops and date palms, what are they like? Slinwanun wa ghayru slinwan. Some are slinwan and others are not slinwan. What? What? What are two things that are mentioned over here? Zar and nakhil. Crops and date palms. Now what is this word slinwan? Slinwan is from the root letter sad, noon, wow. Slinwun. Slinwun is when there are two or more stems growing from a single origin, single root. Do you understand? You see like some plants are just one stem. Okay, one stem, leaves, flowers, fruit, whatever. Tree, one trunk, branches, leaves, fruit, all of that stuff. But then there are others that there are three trunks or two trunks coming out from one spot. You know what I'm talking about? Can you please Google some pictures and show them? Jazakallah khair. So this is slinwan. Some are slinwan from one root, multiple stems. And this happens in crop and it also happens in trees. And there are others that are غير slinwan, meaning they're single-stemmed. So you understand? غير slinwan means single-stemmed and slinwan means multiple-stemmed. Amazing. Yusqa bima'in wahid. They are watered with the same water. One type of water. Huh? But the end product, the result is different. Same water is given to the plants. It's not like you're giving sugary water to an apple tree and salty water to a tomato plant. No, same water is falling on different kinds of plants, but yet the results are different. 
وَنُفَضِّلُ بَعْضَهَا And we prefer some of them عَلَى بَعْض Over others. In what? فِي الْأُكُلْ In the fruit, in the taste. So, there could be two trees right next to one another. But one tree, the fruit is very sweet and the other tree, not too sweet. You could have two tomato plants. The one plant is producing tomatoes that are very nice and sweet and others very bitter, no matter how ripe they get. It kind of makes me think about how the Qur'an, it's one Qur'an and it's given to everyone, but yet some people are able to benefit from it and others aren't. But it's the same Qur'an. Yes. That some people, they become so sweet and others, they become so bitter. Some, they change so much, so beautifully. They become more beautiful and others, they don't. Another example that came uh, to my mind was about uh, identical twins, how the embryo splits into two and it's the same root, the same egg and same sperm, but it divides into two. So Amazing. So, same water, but the results are different. وَنُفَضِّلُ بَعْضَهَا عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ فِي الْأُكُلِ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ لِقَوْمِ يَعْقِلُونَ Indeed, and that are surely signs for people who use intellect, who look, who see, who think, who reflect. Now what do we learn from this? That everything has its own flavor. Hmm? Own flavor, own taste. Each person tastes different. Okay, So you deal with different people, with some people, when you interact with them, you get a very good, nice experience. And with other people, when you interact with them, you have a very bitter experience. Hmm? So what is it that we need to think about ourselves? That how am I to deal with? When people deal with me, do they get a bitter taste in their mouth or do they get a smile on their face? Because we are very quick to judge other people. She's sweet, she's sweet, she's bitter, she's this, she's that. Let's look at ourselves. When, how am I to deal with? You know, some fruit you eat and it's very satisfying. You know, like fresh watermelon, sweet, just perfect. You have it and you're like, Alhamdulillah. Such a satisfying experience. So likewise, some people when you deal with them, when you speak to them, when you work with them, you feel satisfied. Alhamdulillah, you leave with a happy heart, content heart. And others, when you deal with them, you're not settled. So how are we to deal with? When people deal with me, what kind of taste do I leave in their mouth? What kind of memories do I leave in their mind? What kind of feelings do I leave in their hearts? This is something that we need to reflect on. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام تلك آيات الكتاب والذي أنزل إليك من ربك الحق وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي رَفَعَ السَّمَاوَاتِ بِغَيْرِ عَمَدٍ تَرَوْنَهَا ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ 
وَسَخَّرَ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ كُلٌّ يَجْرِي لِأَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى يُدَبِّرُ الْأَمْرَ يُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ لَعَلَّكُمْ بِلِقَاءِ رَبِّكُمْ تُوقِنُونَ وَهُوَ الَّذِي مَدَّ الْأَرْضَ وَجَعَلَ فِيهَا رَوَاسِيَ وَأَنْهَارًا وَمِنْ كُلِّ الثَّمَرَاتِ جَعَلَ فِيهَا زَوْجَيْنِ اثْنَيْنِ يُغْشِي اللَّيْلَ النَّهَارِ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ وَفِي الْأَرْضِ قِطَعٌ مُتَجَاوِرَاتٌ وَجَنَّاتٌ مِّنْ أَعْنَابٍ وَزَرْعٌ وَنَخِيلٌ صِنْوَانٌ وَغَيْرُ صِنْوَانٌ صِنْوَانٌ وَغَيْرُ صِنْوَانٍ يُسْقَى بِمَاءٍ وَاحِدٍ وَنُفَضِّلُ بَعْضَهَا عَلَى بَعْضٍ فِي الْأُكُلِ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْقِلُونَ See the ending of the verses? Inna fi dharika la ayat. For who? Liqawmin? Yaqilun. And? Previously? Liqawmin? Yatafakkaroon. Right? So use mind and think and reflect. Don't just look at the things on the surface and say, okay. No. Think. Take a lesson. Everything that you come across of nature that Allah has created, there is a lesson for us to learn in it. Have you ever made goop? Goop. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Okay, try this at home today, but please do it outside. Okay? Two parts cornstarch and one part water. Mix it up and then punch it. Punch it. And you know what's going to happen? Your hand is going to hurt because you're not going to go in. But then if you let your hand sink, it will actually sink. You take a little bit of it, make a ball, it'll be like Play-Doh. You leave it in your hand, it'll melt. Try it. Do it today, okay? As I was doing this with my kids, I couldn't help but reflect, people are different. Hmm? That sometimes we want to deal with people very harshly. This is the rule and this is the rule and we're tough with them. And you know what happens? We're just hitting the wall. We're just hitting the wall. Be gentle and you'll go right in. Be gentle and they'll melt in your hand. Lessons, right? So the things that Allah has created, the things that we eat, the things that we see, they're lessons that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us through them. So always reflect. Now, today inshallah when you have your fruit salad for iftar, don't just look at the fact that there's no strawberries, but appreciate the different colors and the different flavors. Okay? Pay attention to detail. Do tafakkur, use aql. And this is a comparison for you. So one date palm is single trunk, and the other is two trunks coming from the same root. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the eye of ibrah so that we take a lesson from everything that happens in life. Because think, if we cannot take a lesson from physical things, how can we take lesson from intangible things, from the events in our lives?